0: Sorry Libby, that's a bit awkward. Yeah, so, maybe I had a coffee this morning, so just didn't really know what to sort of speak about or struggle with trying to speak for an hour like John normally does, so we're just going to look at the whole of uh, Leviticus, so get yourself settled in for the next three hours. It's going to be fun. I'm joking, I can probably do it in two. But seriously, I can sum Leviticus up in one small illustration. So if you, you want to come here, John. Yeah. I seem to have found something that looks like mildew in my house. Well, you should go to a priest and say, I have found something that looks like mildew in my house. I just did. That's so why I called you. Oh, right, OK. Um, you have to take, well, in Leviticus, when it talks about mildew, you have to go and take the stones. and you put some sparrows' blood on it first? I imagine that's because there's iron in that, and iron can kill it. took it if I killed it. All joking aside, it's a very important book, but obviously we're not going to be looking at it today. But I do uh, suggest you have a look at it at some point, because it's, uh, it's uh, interesting. So... Uh, those of you who want a to title uh, today, Don't Worry About The Ants. Okay, that will become clear later on, so if you want to jot that down, you can do. Fantastic. So, um, I wouldn't really say that I'm an anxious person, but sometimes I do get a little bit anxious. Anybody get anxious from time to time? Fantastic. Anybody brave enough to just tell me what they might get anxious about? Go on then, John. You might have to uh, shave it up. I get anxious when you're preaching. I can see why. <laughs> no. Like you, I like to pick on you as you pick on me. There you go. Yeah, so really, there's main, two main types of anxiety. One uh, is a trait, one's personality. So basically, one is you tend to be sort of a little bit nervous all the time, one is for. Um, certain events. I'm, I'm one that for certain events, I will be quite anxious. Like for the three weeks I've known about I'm preaching today, I've been absolutely fine. Even last night, but then I come this morning, I'm okay. And then as soon as I come close to the church, I get like, I'm bricking it a little bit. <laughs> I've always been like that. I've done a lot of sports, especially same with karate. Um, when I used to compete, um, i get up to the time to um, going to um, the mat, and I'll be very, very nervous coming up to my fight. Once I'm on there, I'm absolutely fine. And it's the same now, okay? It's just weird how it sort of works. And, and it's tied in actually, there about, um, when I was speaking to Ruth about today, and she texted me last night about trying to get here this morning, so you can pray for you. And I said, no chance for my daughter, because she doesn't like to let anybody help her, let alone um, get ourselves ready. So we couldn't quite do it. So, and, and she actually said, don't worry, the devil will put things in place to try and agitate you and try and put you off your stride. Okay, And he sure did. Um, when that sort of happens, then I will get nervous and I worry about time. Okay? And it, it did make me a little bit stressed out this morning. Okay, And again, I got a little bit anxious the closer it got. Uh, and that's really sort of the, the idea about this. It, when I had the... Uh, I, I felt God put sort of, something on my heart for this morning, when I was generally just thinking about it, I, I was going through a significant bout of um, stress, anxiety. Um, I was really un, unhappy at work at the, at the time, it was a very stressful situation, and um, I, I wasn't enjoying it. I dreaded going in every day. Um, pressure of expectations, okay, we have got the role of adults pastor here, you know, doing a few stuff, and John keeps saying, when are you gonna go and do a little bit more of that? And I'm always worried. Oh, what if what if it's not good enough? What if the ideas I've got, you know, don't live up to what we want? Okay, then working with all stars um, and that sort of thing, I've got to, you know, prepare and get across the message that God wants to to reach these kids, and and all of that ties in, and it sort of builds up. Okay, and I'm always worrying that not good enough, not. Um, Not right, I can't do it. So, uh, and so that's how I sort of feel about preaching. You know, there's a lot of things that I'm really confident about, some things I'm not. Okay, you might think I'm quite outspoken and loud a lot of the time, which I am, but it's one of the things that I'm not really confident that I can do. So, um, I'm off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Also, there's a, there's a lot of opportunities that I've had, okay, to speak into people's lives, people's situations. When I look back at school, okay, now especially my new workplace, okay, I've got new work colleagues, new kids that i can got a real clean slate to really speak into um, their lives. Okay, for, I've got family and friends, I've got the adult pastor role, I've got youth club all-stars, and I've got a lot of the things, if you flip it the other side, that one, you can get anxious about it, but also you flip it that, it can be a positive experience. I also have a wife, which I love, sometimes. <laughs> uh, a daughter, who's very challenging at times, who uh, I've got to be um, a dad to. A family, you need me to provide, okay? Not just financially, physically, emotionally, Spiritually, and then the financial part is is always difficult. Okay, okay, I'm not the breadwinner of my family. Uh, you know, Laura is. So there's always that expectation. Okay, especially going, going by with um, the male needs to be able to provide. Okay, is that stereotype? Okay, but also within myself, I, I feel like I want to be somewhere where God's placed me. Okay, sometimes that's not always a financial um, um Financially um, applicable, okay. So I want to be true to God. I want to follow His calling, but also I want to provide for my family, okay. And that's quite really difficult to try and balance the two. And then there's the ants. I thought I had an ant infestation, okay, in the kitchen, and they was coming in. And then I got all loads of ant stuff to put it all down. And then I got a little bit worried that my daughter being the way she is, that she might want to try and pick it up and mess with it thinking it's some sort of sugar. So I had to go and buy some special things that the ants crawl into and put the powder on the outside. Okay? So there was a vague link to the title with the ants. Okay, and then there's the the leadership side of um, the roles that I do in church. Okay? Um, Fulfilling my role. What if I fail? What if I'm not good enough? So all these things rolled into one, and a lot of things was going on at that time. There's very much a strong temptation to try and lean towards anxiety and to worry about it. And I was preparing for this. I came across um, a piece of um, reading from... um, I think it's... Church in Edinburgh, a pastor, and this is the links within leadership. Um, This is something that I I, I get regular on email, and I'll speak to you about it later. It's called Thursday Threads, It's really good, Um, and I'll let you know about that later on. Okay. Um, um, Excellent. It's not me though. (laughs) I would really um, encourage you to have a look at it. Okay, and it says this. As a leader, there'll be many times when you have every reason to lean towards anxiety. You may occasionally think there's never been stress like you're experiencing now. There's never been pressure like which you are under at this moment. There never has been opposition like you are facing. And every news bulletin, every Twitter feed, every parenting headache, every pastoral conundrum, every strategic decision has stress value attached to it. And someone in your care is probably looking to you for help to deal with this mounting stress. You will either have to grit your teeth and deal with it or run away crying. Which, to be honest, sometimes I do both. That's why the dentist doesn't like me. So anxiety is always a strong temptation, especially within leadership, especially within, um, it could be management, okay, being a supervisor or any position of responsibility within your work or church. But the good news is Jesus says, don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. And I'll tell you why. So, if you want to look at John 14, verses 1 to 4, I do believe the bird has got that for me. Yes. Oh, fantastic. It is the NIV version. Normally, I do like to use the message or the contemporary English version, which I've got, which I like, but I think. This sums up what I'm trying to get across this morning better. And it says this. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, but also believe in me. My father has many rooms. If that were not so, I would have have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you with me. That will also be there with me. You know the way to the place where I am going. Okay? Um, first part of that this is why I chose the NRV version um, it says do not hear, let your hearts be troubled, believe in God but also believe in me Okay, don't let your hearts be troubled and if you look back to John 13 okay, the verse before that okay, it's really talking about how Jesus is preparing the disciples for when he's not going to be there and if you really think about it they didn't know it at the time it's going to be a rough couple of days for them. He's really preparing them for when he's going to be crucified. And at the time, when Jesus was going and teaching his disciples, they thought, you know, I'm going to prepare for the work that we're going to be doing together. Okay? And at the time, they didn't really realize that he was preparing them to do the work without him, to go out and do his work. And I don't think they understood that he had to go away for that to happen so really it was going to be quite disturbing quite horrific and quite violent what they was going to go through over the next um, couple of days so the temptation for the disciples at that point was to feel abandoned let down, orphaned even Okay, the relationship they had with Jesus then. Okay? So you've got all of those, even scared. Okay? And they had every reason to lean towards um, anxiety at that point and be anxious. And that sort of really sort of struck a chord with me. And I've never seen it from that point of view, because you read it. But since becoming a dad... I feel myself being able to empathise quite a lot with these situations and people who have lost loved ones. Because you, you imagine what it would be like if you lost one of your own. And when I thought about it, and they've had that, that blow, and they've told them that I'm going to go away. And eventually I'm going to, I'm going to have to die. Imagine somebody having to tell you, that like somebody who you loved so much, which obviously the, the connection that the disciples had with Jesus for the years that they were together. and really changed my perspective on how I saw that. So it's more than being anxious. But the good news in that is that Jesus provides the antidote. In leadership whatever you're doing, whether it's in church or outside but also in life so if we look back at John 14 what it's really saying, is saying trust me, yeah. believe in me but not just believe in me, believe who I am believe in who I say I am And believe in who you have known me to be. And there's lots of other ways that you can interpret this. But the way I'm going and the way it took me to be able to sort of um, interpret this was really the last couple of um, ways I've described it. Believe in who you have known me to be. And for some people that's completely different. Some people, God can be a friend. He can be a healer. He can be a protector. And if you go down and you think about what has God done for you, and you believe in who you know him to be, they can help you put your trust in him, okay? which is what I said earlier. Like in the good times and the bad times, God's going to be there for you. He may not always show you, but six weeks down the line, something might have happened when you think, ah, that's why I had to go through that. He had to open this door. He had to put me in this position for this to happen. So who's Who's God to you? So if you put your whole weight of your life on me, I won't abandon you. So the antidote for anxiety is really is to believe. And it's harder to do, uh, to say than to do, you know? But if we really, really jump in and really believe it with our hearts, then we'll get the benefits. So believe in his teachings, believe in him, believe in who he is, what he's like, in who you've come to know him to be. And that's personal for everyone, because for somebody else, somebody might say, he's like this for me, he's like that. And that's where that comes in. Think about it as being a bit more personal. So if we believe, then we'll trust. Then we can choose, which is a decision, which is ultimately an act of faith. And I've written something extra down here which made me think in in the worship, which also I believe was um, not a coincidence with the songs that Libby's picked this morning. And it was the... um, I can't tell you the song, but it was the one that talks about amazing grace. And it just made me think about the original amazing grace and the line, how precious did that grace appear, the hour I first believed. So you can see how strong of a thing that is when you believe. Not just saying, yeah, yeah, I believe, but when you actually do believe, okay, and you put your whole weight of your life into that. So if we read John 14, 1 to 4 again, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My Father has many rooms. If you were not so would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place for you I will come back and take you there with me and take you so you also may be there where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. So if you really believe in God and you sort of drill down into that verse, can you hear the whisper of Jesus? Because the thing is, God is just not the the ultimate source of power. He's not the the Lord of the Angel of the Armies. He's not um, the God we should revere, the God that we should worship, the God that we should fear. He's also your Father. Which again, I thought I was meant to be preaching on Father's Day. But Ruth had got the dates mixed up and I, And I do believe that this isn't a coincidence either. Okay, that is the week after. Okay, to tie it all in. He's your father. And what do fathers do? They care. Okay, they care about the details. Okay, it's a father's love. And the father's love is a father's love. So don't be troubled, don't be anxious or upset. He's got your back. He won't abandon you, you'll always be there. Because he knows, he knows about all those tiny details. He knows about work. Stressful situations. The coworker you find unbearable. The assignment that you've got to do for school or college, university. The work deadlines that you've got to get in. The bills that are coming in, thick and fast. The neighbour who's got terminal illness. The kids, your kids, the kids that you work with. He knows about them. Of course he knows about the kids. Because he's a father. And he's got a father's heart. So he cares about you. He also cares about your anxiety. So, he can empathise with you in that situation. He's experienced it. And again, going through being a, a father, I always remember the first time I took Faith to a nursery, and trying to, like, rip her out of your arms and give her to a stranger. Absolutely broke my heart. And it was literally only an hour we left her for. I went and had a coffee. And it's probably like in you know, I wouldn't say this now, I couldn't wait to get back to her. Now when we drop her off, we like can't get out the door quick enough. And it was such a terrible thing when he went back and just saw her slumped in a corner with red eyes, she so just like a defeated little old soul just in the corner. And it it was heartbreaking. And yet that is nothing compared to what god had to go through when jesus was crucified. so he understands he empathizes yeah he had to actually abandon his son while he was crying out in pain moments from death on the cross. Yeah. i can't even bear to leave faith when she's like shouting upstairs when we're like trying to put her to bed and you put her down and she's like crying. And Laura's like, no, leave her. I'm like, okay then, I'll go up in a minute. 30 seconds later, because you can't. And, and that's just what your heart that goes out to it. Yeah, so much so, it broke God's heart that the veil was torn in two after it was finished. And that never really sort of struck a chord with me until, um, I think it might have been John. No, I can't say John because that'll only exaggerate his ego. But it probably was. That how thick the actual veil was, this, this curtain, and for that to actually rip. Was it you? Okay. That's probably better. It. it was Sue. I'll let the has be in the cells. <laughs> they could be here a while. Um, about that. And that really sort of made me think about that time because, yes, you read it and you've gone through it as, as, as kids and you get through it and you understand it. But it's being able to empathise and put yourself in that position. So he understands. And he understands all that. He can empathise with it. He's been there, he's done that. He understands all the heartache. Why? Because he's a father. Okay? He's a father and he's the father. Okay? and he's your father okay? every single one of you and this is why I talked about it being um, personal to you who is he to you because whether it is just one person or a million he would have done exactly the same for every single one of us okay? he's your father okay? and he's bigger than anything that you're currently going through so don't worry Jesus is your antidote to a- anxiety Okay, and unfortunately, unfortunately, that is it. But I will, because uh, we've still got time, I will go through uh, and just talk about a few um, practical things which have helped me. Um, what I talked about um, was this thing called Threads, where I got some of the information from, the idea which helped me w- with this um, and it's a free thing. You can um, search it on Google, and it's um, a charity. And each Thursday, they get um, a writer from a different church, and they send you out an email, and it's on about various topics. Uh, I can't tell you the amount of the occasions that they've helped me. Um, a few times, that, like I, I haven't read them, and I've got a backlog, and I'll go back and I'll start reading them again. It's been from four or five weeks ago. And what they're actually speaking about is what's currently going on with me. And I'm like, yeah. So that's something I'd really recommend for you to look into. It's completely free. You just sign up, and then they send you an email every, every week, and there's lots of little links that you can go on to for other subjects as well. So that's really good. But also, another thing is, um, is a prayer buddy. And I went through this a couple, uh, couple of weeks ago, probably a bit longer before I changed roles, and I said I was having a real hard time. Um, and I know Ruth was going through the same... Um, at her school, and we just got to talking, and it ended up that um, sort of uh, we made a little bit of a, an agreement that we would pray for each other on a morning, and it was really, really, really good thing and refreshing because it also made me start to start my day off with prayer, and I ended up praying for myself because I have every intention of doing that when I go to work. About let's have a good day. Let me speak loving to situations and things like that but you know what happens when you're trying to get ready for work and things happen and you put the radio on and and, and you forget. And that was a really good thing that, and it really helped me to um, bless somebody else, but also bless me as well. So that was something practical that um, I would suggest, which I I thought that really helped me and it helped me with um, being worried and the stresses that I was going through at work. But ultimately, speak to speak to God he's got the antidote don't worry he knows he's got your back